Yo, welcome to a new edition of the Speaker Giga Podcast. I'm your host, Steve O. Steve, and I'm here with my partner, man, our residential music enthusiast. Yes, sir. Con- uh, a music consumer. Yep. And our future residential DJ. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, we, we got to think of my DJ here. name. Absolutely, man. It's coming soon. And then also, you got me. Your residential former music exec, your music enthusiast, music historian, music, uh, music everything, man. And uh, also your residential realtor, you need a home, you need a residence. I got you. <laughs> got what you need. And then, man, shout out to G over there. He is our residential artist, our residential curator of the official speaker giga podcast playlist both on apple and spotify y'all check that out and he'll be back one day (laughs) he'll be back he'll be back he'll be back he'll be back back. that's too funny you know this week we got a great episode for y'all man we are bringing back the album review so be very very excited about that man this week we're gonna be Reviewing Maxo Cream's latest album, Weight of the World. Yeah, yeah. So get ready for that, as well as our top five What's in Your Speakers records for the week that will be featured on the official Speaker Gig Podcast playlist that is curated by G. And also, we got news this week. So we're going to talk a little bit about news. And we're going to have some fun, man. So if y'all are ready, let's hop into it, man. do it. Let's go. What's going on, dog? Man, I got an iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I'm going to stick with it, man. Everybody's like, man, it's just an adjustment period. It's an adjustment. But I don't know, man. It's frustrating a little bit. But hey. Kind of got to do what you got to do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you got it now unless right. you don't return it I, man it's like dude I've been itching to do it too it's like man only reason I got it cause it's the newest phone mm-hmm. and uh the new Samsung I think comes out next year but I needed to upgrade now what exactly about it that you don't like, like I don't know specific? man it's just what I'm used to like I had a Samsung for like Eight years now, so, so oh, well. yeah, it's just what I'm used I to. I mean, but you gotta be something specific. Like I missed the button, having the button to be right. able to go back home, uh, search. Uh, it's some stuff in the house that I haven't figured out how to integrate with my phone yet. I'm gonna say you can search. Like you can search, but you you gotta go through extra steps and all this other stuff. So it's it's just me. It's honestly, man, it's just me getting adjusted. Right. And it's a search at the top. Right. On my phone, it was a search button. It was a search bar on the home screen. And I don't think I had to do is just click in and then type whatever I was looking for. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like little simple things like that, man. That's just, man, irritating me. But it's funny, man, to see, like, <laughs> I text somebody, they be like, you got an iPhone? <laughs> yeah, because now you get the blue messages. You get the blue messages, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know. Hey. I be tripping off that, man. 
I be like, it's just the phone, man. I'm probably gonna have it for a few years and go switch back. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, that's been the highlight of my week, brother. What about you, awesome, man? man? What's been going on? Man, just working, you know, uh, getting folks in homes. And uh, I got to speak with, uh, I had a speaking engagement this weekend down in Chattanooga. So uh, with big brothers and big sisters, man, I spoke at one of their events. Oh, okay. So we did that. And then uh, also chilled with the family, enjoyed a little time with the family. And just been working, man. Yeah. Working and relaxing and all that good stuff. It's funny, man. We get on here and we act like we ain't talk to each other. I know. <laughs> I be like, man, I damn didn't talk to you every day, man. Just about, just about. That's but, too uh, funny, man. For the listeners. That's yeah. What I'm doing yeah. That's what's yeah, up, absolutely. man. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's get this top five going, bro. Let's go, man. Top five. So, top five. I got to bring up my list, man. Put in the slack. Yeah, I got to know what the slack is by now. But right, they, we always talk about the slack. <laughs> always talk about the slack. Yeah, it's a great little chat function that we get that helps us coordinate and do business. You know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's jump in, man. Since you went last week, I'm gonna go this week. All right. I'm taking. Up, I'm taking up the lane this week. All right. And I'm giving y'all <laughs> my top five of the week. So, my top five starts off with, of course, Maxo Cream. I feel like every time I listen to this album, I get another song that I really, really like. Yeah. And uh, Green or Not is that record this week. And I'm sure next week, y'all probably going to get another record <laughs> that I really like. Because I think last week was Mama's Purse. This yeah. week, Green or Not is... Uh, I feel like he was just in his bag on these records. Like, yeah. his flow was just effortless as he was spitting on this record. Like, it was just incredible. Uh, after that, man, 42 Dub, Maybach. Bro, that's my jam, bro. (laughs) That's my jam, bro. It's it go hard, man. It go hard. Like it made me like just want to go to Atlanta and step into the club and just feel that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't wait to. I ain't been to the club in a minute. I can't wait. It been a minute for me. (laughs) Go back and step into a spot and kind of be, you know. Yeah, I'm still not quite there with all this. uh, COVID. COVID. Nonsense. Um, the closest I've been, I went to Boom Bath and we were outside. Yeah. So it was like an outside type of movie. So. I feel you. Uh, from there, man, Moneybag Yo, he just released uh, Gangsta's Pain Reloaded. So it has like eight extra additional songs. Uh, Scorpio. That record's tough, dog. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> tough. Period. I think people sleeping on Moneybag Yo. I don't think they sleeping on him in the sense as to, cause he really, he on his grind. Like he, he out there and he dope and everybody know it. But I think they still ain't really figured out that like money back hard, bro. Yeah. Money back hard, bro. Like you just started hearing them on some, some, you know what I'm saying? Up, up North people yeah. stuff. Yeah. Money back hard, man. That, that's all I got to say. Uh, from there, man, Wale, the new Wale drop, man. Yep, yep. And uh, I'm not too impressed, but you this not. song here, <laughs> Fluctuate. <laughs> he said, Fluctuate I'm not is too my impressed. record, dog. I, I really enjoy this record, Fluctuate, for, you know what I'm saying, the the, the beat to him spitting and what he got yeah. and his message within the record, man, I, I think it's a great record. I'm not too fond of the album, but... 
fluctuate is, is one of them records. And then uh, lastly on my top five, man, I can't quit, man, T.I. I went back, funny story. After we talked about uh, T.I. last week, congratulating him on 20 years, I'm Serious, the album. I went back and I was like, man, I'm finna listen to I'm Serious one day. And I end up, I was driving, so I just looked down, you know, Trap Music and I'm Serious, T.I.'s, T.I., the name is written the same. Yeah. So I just glanced down and I was like, okay. So I just, you know, press play on it. Put the wrong and I was listening to Trap Music. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize it till how, you know, like, like, till I was through it, I was like, which I, I know, I know. Yeah. I yeah. know I'm serious, front to back. Right. But I was in such a zone, I just wasn't paying attention. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Trap I, music I go hard too, bro. Yeah, and I posed this question. Does T.I. have three classic albums in a row? I'm serious. Trap music and urban legend. That's just a question. I want to know. Because after listening to it, because I, after I listened to trap music, I was like, trap music is classic. I'm serious, it's a classic. And then after that, I was like, man, I need to go on and listen to, uh, man, I want to go over here and listen to Urban Urban Legend. You know, because that's the next one after. So, which I did. And I was I, like. I want, I want to answer that in my you opinion wanna, for you. Take right, a shot. Right quick. Uh, Hold on. It's a two-part question, though, but oh, okay. I got to make sure. Let me see. Okay. Now, there's two parts. First off, does he have three in a row? And if you if you agree he does, then my next question was, does he actually have four in a row? Because you get I'm Serious, Trap Music, Urban Legend, and then King. Because if you say, nah, he don't have three in a row, you know, whatever, whatever wasn't classic, then I can't I can't give you the question if you had four in a row. Uh, but does he have three in a row with those three? And then if we add King into the mix, is it technically four classic albums in a row? Well, I was going to say, I definitely think I'm serious and trap music is a classic. I think Urban Legend was his introduction to, like, the the world. Like, basically getting it out of a corner. Um. National, that's the word I'm looking for. Urban Legend okay. opened the door for him um, nationally. Not saying that people didn't know about him, but it's like this is the breakout album for T.I. Um, but Urban Legend is probably like one of my least favorite. Well, I ain't going to say the least favorite, like because he what's the one that he. It might be T.I. versus T.I.P. or. It wasn't Paper Trail. Paper Trail was the one that he did before he went to jail, right? Yeah. What was Paper the one? Paper Trail is classic. Yeah. What was the one before that? Before what? Paper Trail? Yeah. That was T.I. versus T.I.P. Okay, yeah. So T.I. versus T.I.P. might be his, his worst album, but Urban Legend is... Well, I guess you can say Urban Legend is a classic because it's, it's introduced him to the rest of the world, like put him on the map, I think. Now, I got it now. All right. Now, I'm glad that you said that because I feel that way. And because, like, I remember Tip brought up, I got five classic albums. And people was like, what five? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I listened. I was like. He definitely yeah, he has do. five classics. But he it's definitely like, does. which one? We talk is... about, I'm serious, trap music, urban legend, 
King, that's four. And then you say Paper Trails, that's five classic albums. Yeah. Easy. Now, I enjoyed T.I. versus T.I.P. because it was a concept album and I got it. Um, but other than that, you know, T.I. versus T.I.P. isn't, you know, a classic album, depending on what we're, me- what we're measuring. Now, I think his breakout single wasn't on, uh, his breakout record wasn't on Urban Legend. No, the I record think. was uh, on trap music. Nah, I, I think it was on King, on King. You think that's so? That's you got what you know. That was his biggest. That was one of his. I like, mean, like uh, "Bring Him Out" was the was the was the single that like "Bring Him Out, Bring Him Out, Bring Him Out." And I hated that song. It's hard to yell with the bag rails in your mouth, Swizzy. Do do do. Bring him out, bring him out. Ti. Anyway, man. But uh, yeah, I remember that. I think that's why Rubber Band Man was actually. That's what might have been like, Rubber Band Man. Yeah, but I think Urban Legend was like people were like, okay, we know, okay, T.I. has arrived. That arrived moment. That's mm-hmm. what that's how I feel like that's where Urban Legend was. Because like Urban Legend was a huge album. It was. Like and a then, really, really big album with, uh, for him at that time. So Yeah. And then he followed followed up with King, which had Everything King had everything on there. With UGK, <laughs> Major Smash, uh, live live in the sky with Jamie Foxx, yeah. Major, Major Smash. That was a smart um, move to get him on that album too. Top back was a Major Smash, yep. uh, and definitely what you, uh, yeah, what you know was on here. Yeah. And why you wanna? Why you wanna go and do that? Uh, huh? Huh? Or why you wanna? So, was what you know? On this, on yeah, what you know was on King, which I think was like, I'm. I think that was his like breakout moment there. Oh yeah. Like I think, <laughs> I think Urban Legend was definitely that album that got the eyes. Yeah. Cause that motivation ASAP. You don't know me, which was a diss record actually. Yeah. Uh, get loose. Actually, I think I don't. Even, I wonder why we don't play that. I don't like that song, man. For some club. reason, man. <laughs> uh, bring them out. You're right. Bring them out was a big, big record. Yeah. Uh, but I, man, but what? What you know was out of here, man. Yeah. That was ridiculous. So, so I'm glad you asked that question. So, for any other listeners, we're gonna drop that on social. Yeah, we're gonna put that out, man. Just to hear. Have, do we want to just say? Is, how do we want to say this? Do we want to say it the way I said it, or do we want to just ask if those albums are all classic to some people? Man? I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out. You yeah, got we'll that, figure though. it out. <laughs> <laughs> we got the listening. gist of the question. So. <laughs> if you're listening, go ahead and answer down in yeah, the comments. Just, just put it down in the comments, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So, man, that's my top five. And that's right. our social media question of the week. And Tommy T, man. Let's do this thing, man. So, Light Years. Uh, Wale featuring Rick Ross off his new album. Um, Wale's new album, man. Like, bro, I, I ride with Wale's new album, bro. <laughs> Yo, real quick. I was finna, that was, it was either the record Fluctuate or Light Years. That I was gonna be in my top five, so. Yeah. yeah. Bro, like, like, bro, I, I mess with it, man. Like, we went on the, uh, we went on the drive and you know, I try not to listen to too rowdy of music while they're in the car. And so I put that on and just was listening to it in the background, man. It was straight, man. Um, I think it passes the car test for me. Uh, 
Tiffany Nikes off of that same album, uh, Wale. I, it's one thing I hate about it is like how many times he be going through and saying Tiffany Nikes, but the but the song is actually a nice uh nice actual song. Gotcha. Um, let's see, Bubbly Young Thug featuring uh Drake and Travis Scott. Bro, I'm actually starting to like Young Thug, man. I like Thug. Yeah, like some yeah. of his music is like ah, bro, come on. But some of it was just like, okay, I see where you're going with that. But I think with this song, Bubbly, Travis Scott's beat, the the original beat. Like I don't really too much care for it when the when the beat changed, but the original beat of the song is dope. Um Easy On Me, feature um not featuring, but Adele song, Easy On Me. Um, I just like Adele, man. I do too. Yeah, like she's she she can sing, she nice. Um, and this is a nice, cool song, man. So that was in, I was listening to that this week as well. Um, Addiction, uh, Big Crit featuring Lil Wayne and Saweetie. Um, of course I, you know, Apple Music tried it out and that was the first song I listened to and I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna put this on my top five. (laughs) The, which one? The, um, the Addiction. Okay. With uh, Big Crit featuring Lil Wayne and Saweetie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's my top five, bro. Just quick and easy, man. Solid. I like that Wale album, though, bro. Sorry, <laughs> I man, mess I'm with like, it, bro. I mess I, with it. I don't know what it is about it. It just doesn't grab me. It just, it's it's kind of boring. I do. I do. Uh, I did have a thought when I was listening to it, though. Um I was trying to figure out why Wale wasn't as big of a rapper as mm-hmm. um, his fellow classmates. Cause I think oh. he came in the same time as, uh, I think it was 2009. Who's, who's that? Uh, that's around, that's around Cole, Cole and, and Kendrick and all them. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I was thinking more so of like, his consistency. So let me let me throw a question out there because somebody brought this up. Yeah, and I because I don't think it's his consistency because when he, like I like Wale, I've seen him live. I liked him before he signed with Maybach Music. Yeah, and I still think he's pretty dope. Uh, but somebody I can't remember who brought up the question, brought up the whole, brought up this statement. They said Wale hasn't been as hasn't been the creative Wale since he signed with Maybach Music. And I was like, what? And But it 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 really stuck in my mind and I'm like, has he not been really? Like, has he? Like, was know. there a, a, a change between Wale before he signed with Maybach Music and Wale now? Because I know, I would say he hasn't been as big as he would like to be was because he's always complaining about it. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. Was like Wale's always complaining about it. I'm always like, man, just enjoy the moment. <laughs> you know, yeah. just enjoy it and do your best. <laughs> but now that, but when somebody brought that up, I went back and listened to some like older stuff, and I was like, maybe this, maybe this, this person's on to something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why he isn't like. As big as we would have liked him to be, yeah, you know, I, I, I like, I, I really can't. 
put my finger. I want, like I was saying, I want to say it's consistency, but I don't think it's his consistency. I just, I honestly can't put my finger on it just because it's like he should. Yeah. Like he's he's released music um, that has has done well um, and everything like that. It's just, man, I I really can't call it. I, like you want to put it on like other things, like how the other things that he got into and stuff like that. But it's, it's just, I don't know. I can't like that, that, uh, that idea of the creativity, uh, once he got to, uh, Maybach music, I don't know. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's something to think about, honestly, man. Yeah. Cause it's like, dang, did he, cause Cause did he conform to everything that Maybach music? Did he become like, you know, try to make become that image of Maybach music? Cause like, if you really think about it, Wale sticks out like a sore thumb over there. Mm-hmm. The same with like Staley. The same with uh, Rocky Fresh. Like, but I think all of them fit. But like, see, I don't think so. I don't? think only Meek and Gunplay <laughs> and them fit. Like, I think, like, Staley, Rocky Fresh, and Wale was always, like... Outsiders. Like, in a... Yeah, like a weird space. Like, outsiders in their own label, you know? I don't know, man. I I think he's a solid artist, man. It's just... Oh, definitely. He, uh... I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, man. So, shout out to him for his album, though. I I really liked it uh, and everything. Um... Since that's rounding out the top five, man, let's just move on into it. Um, so <laughs> Brady, Tom Brady, scored his six hundredth touchdown um this past Sunday, man. And Mike Evans, the one who caught the ball, gave the ball away to uh <laughs> a fan in the front row, man. And let me see. People are saying like that could have been worth five hundred k. The fan gave it back. I don't know if you seen the video or or anything, but like Mike Evans went to the sideline was like, "That was it. That was the that was six hundred. I gave that to a fan." And so they they showed a vi- uh a video of somebody like the the fan giving it back. Um, apparently, let's see, Tom Brady first. He was the first quarterback in NFL history to throw 600 career touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah, like, that's insane. <laughs> that is wild, man. Um, let's see, Buck Stafford approached the fan, 29-year-old Brian Kim- Kennedy, in an attempt to get the ball back. Kennedy relented, returned the ball to Brady in exchange for a replacement game ball and a $1,000 gift card to the Bucks team store. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have negotiated like, get get uh, I right, let me get a game ball, but also get them to sign it. You know what I'm saying? Cause if the if like I mean like come on man, years out years later, right? <laughs> you got a signed game ball from Tom Brady. Yeah, that's gonna be probably just as, you know, not only that, you're the fan that. Everybody's gonna know that you're the fan that had the 600 ball, right? And it's authentic. It did. They gonna know that it's authentic. To all that, (laughs) you can't get that ball, but you have this signed ball right after he does it, right? Uh, You know what? (laughs) Shoot, man, 
it's dope that he gave it back to him because, like, bro, I can't say that I would have. Why did he give it back to him? Like, what was the... Like, he asked him. Like, yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. Oh, Tom As, Brady asked him no, to give no, it no, back? No, 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 no. The, the team person. Like, they're going to give that ball to Tom Brady. Oh, someone from the team asked for it. Yeah, like one of the... the uh, I don't know what they call the... One of the Buck staffers was, like, trying to get it back from him or whatnot. Well, yeah, I would have been like, hey, have him sign this game ball. And... uh that would have been enough for me, or then and a thousand dollar gift card to the Bucks to even get two or three jerseys, and then that'd be that thousand dollars. I'm kind of conflicted because I'm like, right, exactly. Yep. Tell Tom Brady come ask for it. That probably <laughs> I was like, like you don't ask it. Is this a normal protocol? Like, right, right, right. He gave it to me. Nah, I would. I would have been like, nah, man. Have him sign the game ball. Give me the game ball that y'all was going to give me and give me the $1,000 that y'all was going to give me. But just make sure that he signs the game ball because, I mean, like... <laughs> You're, like, taking everything. <laughs> no, nah, like, like, bro, y'all gave me this ball. He wants it. Like, he yeah. wants the ball. It's his 600th uh, touchdown. He wants this ball. So have him sign the game ball for me. I'm going to give y'all this ball back and the thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it's still worth, like, it's probably not worth the 500, but, like, Tom Brady at this point is going to go down as the greatest Great quarterback ever. Well, you know what? Bruh. No. You know what? Bruh, you know no. What? He's number one. No, no, no. I ain't talking about him. Now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what I'm talking about is, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, Nah, if you want this ball back, don't give me no gift card. You got to negotiate better than this. <laughs> uh-uh, absolutely not. No. Nope. What you ask for, no. bro? In in that situation, the ball is in your hand. Like, what am I gonna go into the Bucks gift shop and buy with a thousand dollars? Three jerseys. That's it. Well, you're gonna buy more than three jerseys. You're gonna get three jerseys, and that's it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, thousand dollars. You're gonna get more than three jerseys. Them things just like hundred fifty dollars, but. Whether you know, and I think, and you may have something that a little more, but nah, you gotta give me more than that. Yeah, absolutely, you came out of losing side, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, like he did, he definitely didn't like the game ball is gonna be a lot because it was the game ball from when Tom Brady uh broke the record or like yeah. scored his six hundred touchdown. So it's, it's it's huge that he got the game ball, but it even been better to, for Tom Brady to actually sign the ball. Oh, so he got the game ball too? Yeah, he got the game ball and a thousand dollars. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, okay. like it's a great, it's a great deal, but maybe he did sign it. I mean, it didn't say he signed it. Huh. I don't know. I showed him and like, but man, can he sign the ball? Yeah. <laughs> oh, now if that was the trade, yeah, like, hey, can we sign come on, let's sign the ball too. Oh, Brady said, uh, he's going to get something nice in return. So we'll get him a helmet or a couple jerseys or some other stuff. All right. Yeah. All right. See, okay. Now we're good. You didn't come out on the loop. Yeah. That, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Tommy G didn't give me all the tea, y'all. <laughs> I'm thinking he just gave the ball back. They gave him $1,000. And I was going to say, bro, you got, you got got. <laughs> right. Right. Shout outs to him, man. Bro, uh, was it a kid? 000, though, bro. But what, was it a kid? Nah, it was a, it was a 
it looked like it was a grown man. Oh, it's a grown man. Yeah. If it was a kid, I would have been like, y'all grind me. Yeah. <laughs> like they would have been been satisfied with that, bro. I, but nah. Um gotcha. what's next, man? What's next? What else we got? Oh, the 75th anniversary team with the NBA was announced this past week. Not okay. gonna go through who all was on there, but I am gonna go through who wasn't on there. Uh one key person from um our time, our generation. Um uh, Clay Thompson was not on this list, bro. I'm pretty sure he could go on this list or should have went on this list. Um, Yeah, he could have been on this list, bro. James Harden is on this list. Oh. Anthony Davis. I'm just what, going AD's through. What, AD's on the list? AD is on the list. I'm just going through the people that, like, are currently playing. Carmelo Anthony is on the list. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if, if them two, those two. <laughs> Like Harden, I get, but if AD and Carmelo on the list, then Clay should be on the list. Yeah, Clay definitely should be on the list, bro. Clay uh, better plays better than both of them. Yeah, well, I mean, like they're looking at Carmelo from like his whole career. Uh, yeah. Still. Um, let me see who else. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard. Um, oh, Damian Lillard on there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, Clay should have been on there. Clay definitely should have been on this list, man. Uh, Chris Paul is on there. I hate Chris Paul. Do you? Yeah. I like Chris Paul, man. He's cool. I hate that guy. (laughs) He's a jerk. He says he's a jerk. He is Susie through the TV. You can, man. (laughs) Russell Westbrook. Yeah, bro. He could have been on this list, man. He uh, he made a video saying that... uh, (laughs) Like basically, uh, he changed his jersey to number seventy-seven um, <laughs> because it's seventy-six people on this seventy-fifth anniversary team, mm-hmm. and because somebody tied, I don't know who tied, but um, yeah, he was like he's number seventy-seven. <laughs> Good, yeah, absolutely. Do it, Clay. Turn it into motivation. And drop yeah. buckets on him. But, Brad, yeah, like if anybody was snubbed, I don't know if they get a bonus or something, or you know, just Probably. for bragging rights. Or whatnot, but he's I, I definitely believe he deserves to be on the list because I don't believe that uh, without him, they don't win the championships. And, and Steph Curry is not the type of shooter that he is without Clay. Uh, I ain't gonna say because, bro, like at one point, I'm they gonna was, say that they don't win, they definitely the don't win without him. I definitely him. agree with that, but as far as Steph being the shooter that he is. Bro, I, I think special, I bro. think yeah, he's special, but Clay is too, bro. Like they breaking the records back and back to each other, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like well, you know what? No, I'm agree with you on that because I think they make each other balance. Right. So oh, you t- yeah, that. like bro. They, yeah, man. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was hilarious. Um, his response to it, but hopefully, man, he's healthy this season and can get back to it and play the whole season, and we can definitely see what the Warriors are going to do this year. Hey, um, White Howard on the list? Nah, he ain't on the list. He better not be on that list. I would say he on that list. Whoever made this track. Yeah. But no, like the crazy part about <laughs> it, about this list, man, back in the day, I I think it was in like 96, I believe, Um, they made a top 50 team. Oh. Um, Or because it was the 50th anniversary. 
Yeah, yeah. So all, everybody that was named on that team is actually on this seventy fifth anniversary team. Well, so, I guess so. That would be fair. I think that's so. They only cool. added like twenty five players, right? From this generation, right? Because it's twenty five years later. That right. Sounds interesting. All right, NBA. I see you being. Well, actually, they they added twenty six because two people tied. So right. Um. Let's see. They have 11 active players. Giannis, Carmelo, uh, Curry, Anthony Davis, KD, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi, Damian, Lillard, uh, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook. So They need to take Chris Paul off. Man, I think they can take James Harden off and put Clay on there. I actually think that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um... What else we got? Oh, we was talking about the Boosie. Boosie badass. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you know a little bit more about that than me, but apparently Boosie, for like Steve don't want me to say it like this, but it falls into a trap again, fooling with Lil Nas X, man. I don't know what Lil Nas X said to him, though. So there was something. I think Lil Nas X was like, he doing a song, him and Boosie doing a song together. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it set him off. <laughs> right. Like, I get where you say that. Like, it's a trap, uh, trolling and all that. But I also think that, you know, some people are not to be played with. Yeah. And Boosie is one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. within the internet world, there's a lot of people who live within that internet world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there's people who live real life. Yeah. Boosie's one That's of those all I'm real saying. life people. <laughs> like, leave the real life people alone. Play with somebody who's going to play back with you in the, on the internet. Boosie's not playing back with you on the internet. Right. If he say he's going to uh, slap the dog piss out of you, there's he a see chance. you, he's probably going to slap the dog piss out of you. Yeah. You know? Um I just, I just say, man, my, and what me and Tommy T was discussing earlier, he was saying that, you know, saying Boosie fell into a trap, you know, leave, you know, just kind of move on, leave it alone. Me, I, I'm just kind of at the point where why is it always that the person that we know that's reacting, that we know isn't like fond of the BS, why are we always telling them to be like move on and whatever? And then the other person appears to be the victim in the situation. Why not? We tell Lil Nas X, like, chill. This ain't the person you want to mess with. Just kind of leave it be. You know? Like, why aren't we saying that as opposed to, man, Boosie, you're going to a trap, man. Leave that alone. Yada, yada, yada. Why not? We tell Lil Nas X, hey, bro, don't play with them other kids that want to play with you on the internet like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, leave, leave him alone. Yeah. You know, bro. I I don't know. I I just feel like it's it's like I'm. I feel like Lil Nas X is beneath Lil Boosie, man. That that's what, and I get that. It's it's like I I just feel like Boosie has more to lose, definitely, than Lil Nas X does. And and as far as like artistry, I think Boosie is a way bigger artist than he is, and it's it's. 
is it for me? It's like okay, Boosie. I know you know. I know exactly how you feel and and what's your feelings on it. You gonna say what you need to say. You don't have to say anything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like anything. Like you're going. You're belittling yourself by saying anything to this dude. Yeah, I get that point. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why I I, I was like, he fell into the trap versus yeah. the other way around. Like it's like okay. Cause it like I feel like it's more control on how you respond to stuff than just out there saying like I could see if he was just picking on the guy it'd be something different, but like Boosie's just responding to what this dude says and does, and that's facts because I always say if you're pissed off enough to run and type it all out on social media. Sometimes I'd be like, have an out of body experience and look at you like angrily tapping the phone. Like, right. it looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, get, you know, kind of getting in control of your emotions. But then also, there are some times that it just kind of sometimes do that. Like, no, this yeah. is not happening. This ain't, yeah. And, you know, so yeah, yeah, I, I get your point. I get yeah. your point. I, I just, I just hate that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. It's like it's always that, but it's like, man, you know, hey, I don't know, man. But yeah, he's facing a lot of backlash too for that. Oh, uh, yeah. He said a lot of stuff in there that I don't want to repeat. Yeah. And uh, it's no need to. Boost already said, like, it's like we know how, where he stands with him, and he said yeah. what he said, man, and he stands on that. So, I mean, ain't nothing else you can do or say. Pretty much. Anyway, moving right along, man. I want to shout out E40 real quick, man, before we get into this. E4, oh, to this uh the meat and potatoes of our episode. E40 has uh officially started a new business, uh Goon with the Spoon. Yeah. Um, it's a new deal in the food industry, man. I think it's a line of sausage. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. E40 announced his new gourmet meats brand called Goon with the Spoon. So it's actually a gourmet meats brand. You know, uh, lately um, he's been doing like uh, on Instagram. I think he's on Instagram. Like he do a lot of cooking stuff and everything like that. So um, E40's new line of packaged sausages and burritos come in various flavors, such as teriyaki pineapple chicken sausage. Philly cheesesteak chicken sausages, hot beef sausages, mild beef sausages, the choices, yum sausage bundle, and turf burritos. Um, <laughs> going with the spoon, man, is planning to expand his business beyond meats. Man, that's that's just amazing. I think that's something big that uh, we're seeing a lot of rappers and artists getting into is the food industry. Um I think it's amazing. Um, congratulations on that, and I, and I pray for much su- success for you, E Forty, um, with your new business endeavor. Absolutely, we we probably should put up a new segment of the show. Highlighting the artists and their business. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. That'd be that would be cool, man. Yeah. Some, Go with a spoon. I wonder how he says it, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know he says it in his E forty lingo. Go with a spoon, Playboy. We out here in the burbs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it like him. That's right, right, right. <laughs> shout out to E four O. Shout out to E four O. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Man, let's get into it, bro. This Maxo Cream album, bro. Uh, oh, this fire ass album, man. This album was fire, bro. (laughs) Like, uh, Weight of the World, man, was released on a Monday, which was interesting in itself. Max on Monday. What was it? The 18th or the 11th? It was the 18th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he released it October 18th, man. And if you haven't heard it, you are truly missing out. It's a 16 track album. Um, with some nice features, man. And uh yeah, man, let's get into this review, man. So, Steve, I guess we'll start with this. What was your initial thoughts on it? Man, th- this album was probably like the most um vulnerable or transparent album I've heard from him. Yeah. Now, I think it it's it has a lot to do with his brother dying. Mhm. But this album right here I feel like we learned so much about Maxo that, you know, we, that people were yearning for. And I just think it was an amazing album, man. I, I think everything that was put together in there, you can tell they put his, you know, saying his heart mm-hmm. off into this one. So, yeah. You know, I mean, it was a great album. Uh, definitely one that I could ride to. Definitely one that I'm still listening to. to Right now, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man, Max on Mondays. Every Monday, gonna be Max on Mondays. Max on Mondays. Yeah, man. Now, um, bro, I like when Greg had told us about it. Um, I was excited about it because I recently became like started listening to him and stuff like that. Um, off the song "Local Joker." Um, mm-hmm. if y'all know, if if you listen to us. And our playlist, you probably heard that song on that playlist a couple times um, because that song is banging. I did not. I was surprised when I heard it on the album because I I thought it was on something else. But it was just a single. So, um, man, I, I thought the album was put together great. The um, the construction of the tracks played well for me, like. It it didn't feel like it was out of order, and it, it did feel like you was going through a a transition for him. So I think the way the tracks were laid in the order that they were laid was was perfect, um, and it fit the mood for the album too, man. Um, but yeah, man, initially I thought it was a great album. Still today, I'm listening to it, um, and uh, yeah. That was my initial thoughts on it, man. Yeah, man. Uh, what you say? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, man, any track stick out to you the most? Man, it is. Man, I feel like every week I'm like, it's going to be a different one. <laughs> like every, every time I listen to one, I catch something new every yeah. time. And I know I, I put. I know I said Mama's Purse is probably one of my favorite ones, but man, tracks like Worthless and Green or Not, mm-hmm. Not, um, Eleven Fifty Nine, like Eleven Fifty Nine, my giant man. Eleven Fifty Nine is so dope. But if it's one that I have to really, really mention, it's Trip. Yeah, yeah, uh, I got that one too. Trip's right there, man. If you want to hear him, really like. 
you know, like strip everything away and just, you know, be Maxo, then that's, you know, be him. Or, yeah. You know, like be as personal as he possibly can be, then Trips is it. Yeah. Uh, Trips is a tough one to listen to. Bruh, I'm going to be... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to catch up after you. No, nah, I think you were finna fit right into this. <laughs> I'm just I, be honest. It, it was a tough one to listen to because he kind of talked about, you know, the situation that happened. Yeah. Uh, like in vivid detail. Yes. Like in vivid, vivid detail. So yeah. it, it was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. But the song is so so nice that, you know, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a tough one, bro. I got I got trips as as one of my favorite songs. I got a list of like five, mm-hmm. um, out of out of here. But trips is like one of my favorites, and that was one that like one that I wrote down first. Um, like him talking about the life and death of his brother. Um, I just want to go into the artistry real quick on that, like the story that he told to about his brother you know um puts you there right mm-hmm. and it's like how did he tell this story how did he get this story like i think it's the art of rapping that's why i wish greg was here because these are questions greg could actually answer for me because i'm a terrible terrible rapper i can't rhyme <laughs> stuff at all i am awful <laughs> at rapping <laughs> but i love rap um well but huh I'll, I'll go ahead. Now I was going to say the way that he was able to continue to tell the story, but also make the, the, the rhymes make sense, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it stands out at a point, you know, um, the way the beat was building up, like the beat helped the, helped the story. You know, it was like, we, we like, basically he wrote a movie in writing this rap. He wrote a movie about his brother. Mm-hmm. Brad and, I, and and it's like just sitting there and I know like other rappers probably did this and had prolific things but we're not talking about them we're talking about Max O'Crane. Um, like just the storytelling itself in this song was so good to me you know it's like how do you how do you tell a vivid story and it sounds it, it's it sounds good with the beat. The 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 story is building up just as the beat is building up simultaneously. Like I I just think they did a wonderful job with putting this song together. Um yeah. Absolutely. I, I just can't say that enough, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I mean by like he was in his bag, because you don't get it don't get no better than that. Yeah. And that's that's how you know it's something that was really uh really there and even though g's not here to kind of go through that we have maxo cream actual words and thoughts on his song and i'm gonna read it word for word that was off the uh, apple thing right yeah this interview he had so he talked about trip and he was i'm a paraphrase well no i'm gonna read it word for word go for it bro uh he said i was going through it when my brother passed away i felt like i needed to get something off my chest i felt like i wasn't going to be able to rap about it again I don't even listen to the song for real. The only song I don't go back and jam is Trips. So right there is he's telling you, you know, that I think that's what like that's okay. <laughs> that is why 
I say like cats like Drake can't be considered one of the greats because greatest rappers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because we, you don't bring us that stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. that, like he, you know, this right here is even though he's probably, and I understand why you, you know, but to be vulnerable and and lay all that out on on a record, and not only do that, make it sound like an amazing song at the same time like only only serve so few can be special and do that mm-hmm. and right now you're seeing Max O'Cream man perfected and, and did it well and like it was you know reality so this I mean he said it for himself man he had to get something off his chest yeah he had to lay it all out and that uh wherever he recorded whether it was a studio uh, a homemade studio, wherever he recorded this record, he had to lay it all out, get it out, mm-hmm. and then not even like go back to it. So, something else I want to bring up, man, um, that kind of like shows you how it transitioned into that one. Trips is at the end of the album. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's like one of these magnificent songs, and it's put at the end of the album, and he had already spoke about his brother. At the beginning of it, it's like at the beginning of the album, we knew that his brother had passed or was killed. You know what I'm saying? And then at the end of it, he's telling us this is what happened, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So that that even in like that further confirms like how I was talking about, like the flow of the album, like yeah. that was put together well, man. So no, nah, I think Trips was like Trips was probably that one. On the oh, whole man. album, bro. <laughs> but and going back to like the arrangement of the album, if you look at it, like it starts off very aggressive, yeah, and then it switches up, and then you start to really see like as it gets to them last songs, like even by the title, like worthless, <laughs> mama's purse, trips, believe, greener knots as well. If you listen to the song, what I look like, you know, after local Joker. The uh, the album takes a turn, yeah, and it's like he done turned this corner. Like, all right, I'm gonna get y'all this, and then he, you get the local Joker, and then the album like completely turns. You know, <laughs> saying goes pretty dark. Yeah, get down there. So, but it's 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 like man, him and him telling the story, and it took us riding through this this album. I think the album's like 44 minutes long. Um, he takes takes us through um his childhood, um his past, and uh like he turned on big persona. He turned up on that one uh, with Tyler the Creator. Um, bro, just real quick, man, I want to kind of mention the features that was in this one. The ones that stood out to me, it was two. It was actually three, but Tyler the Creator was one of them. But ASAP Rocky was probably yes. the biggest feature that what that I was surprised about. Like it it like Freddie Gibbs with like y'all had told me that Freddie Gibbs was on it. And you know, before I got a chance to listen to it. So I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to that song. But when I got to uh what is it, Streets Alone, um, yep. and realized this is ASAP Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, I, I when I heard ASAP Rocky on there, I had the same reaction like 
where did he find him at? Right. Like, ASAP <laughs> don't make music anymore. Right, right, right. It's just, just period. Like, and, wasn't it refreshing to hear? Yeah, because like, we wish oh, he would. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, like, you became a model, and he was just like, F me. Really? I was like, uh, all right. Yeah. Right. And then here he is on this album with Max O'Cream. And I, I haven't heard him on the feature anywhere either. So nah. it was like refreshing and surprising to actually hear him. Right. The flow gets like, bro, it's like on that song, since we're on that song, like he embodied ASAP Rocky on that song. Because, you know, like ASAP Rocky, when he when he raps, he kind of ride the beat a little bit, kind of get in the pockets mm-hmm. of the beat. Like uh, that was one of the things that stood out to me with Max O'Cream's uh flow was like he stayed in the pockets yeah like it was like dang he's like riding his beat like it it wasn't a like you know how some features just work right yeah. it was one of those that it just works and he was yeah. able to switch it up like he needed to to match it the the energy that asap was given like yeah. bro it was it was one of those tracks man i was like man this was a was a nice surprise to to have. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it definitely was. I agree. And like, I think now that feature them two. I agree with him. You know, what I'm saying staying in the pocket, riding it, and matching that ASAP energy. Uh, but I think that what I looked like with him and Freddie Gibbs was probably my favorite yeah. feature on there. Yeah, and I even told you this. I was like. Some about them too, their voices. Yeah. <laughs> both, both of their voices are almost like instruments, the way they sound. Yeah. It's like, dog, I want them to make a joint album. Man, man. Like, that, you just bruh. Like, <laughs> bruh. Gangsta Gibbs and Max O'Cream. Bruh, that album be nice, bruh. Man, it'd be crazy, man. Bruh, just, just uh, like, what song crazy. is that? What I Look Like? Yeah. Just how Gibbs came in on it, bruh. Like it was, it was crazy. It was nasty how he came in on it, and uh, of course, you know, like I'm a, a fan of Gibbs, man. But uh, just to have him on there, man, is it, is exciting and and just like, okay, I see where you're going there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that song there, buddy, man. Um, now, and we can't look over uh, the other. Three features, which was Don Tyler on Believe, yeah, and uh, Tyler the Creator on Big Persona, which is a record that grew on us. And now I'm like, now nah, that record's fire, yeah, for sure. And then, and then, uh, Mona Leo, Mona Leo, Mona Leo. I don't know. How I don't you know say exactly it. if I'm pronouncing her name right or not, but she's on the record. CC, yo, mm-hmm. I don't know who she is, nope, but she's dope. Definitely. So I'm looking forward to hearing more from her, or at least going to find what she has, because she matched that Maxo Cream energy. And she was giving. She it. Was yeah. Like, she she definitely dropped some nice ones. Yeah, on absolutely. That one, so, um, what was your least favorite, bro? My least favorite record. Yeah. That's a it's kind of a hard one, but I think my uh my least favorite record might be CC. Yeah. And I know I just talked about, you know, uh, <laughs> you big up there. It was like, ah, I really didn't want feeling that was too much. Well, I wasn't I feeling was. it as much as I was feeling the other ones. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like, I think I get antsy when I'm listening. Yeah. And I'm like, I like CC, 
but man, I want to, I want to go home. Uh, you know, it just, yeah, I'm just in a, uh, <laughs> I just want to get to the, you know, I'm so <laughs> anxious to get to my favorites on here. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip this one real quick. And it's not like, like I get into it and I don't, like, I'm not skipping it. It's not an instant skip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, other records on other people's albums, like, instantly, I'm like, no. Like, I'm rocking with this record, and I'm listening to it, but once I get past that verse, I'm like, okay, we're going to get to the next song. Uh, so it's not an instant skip. It's, it's not like it's not my favorite, and it's trash. It's just I want to get to... Uh, you know, I want to get to the next record. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Brad, I, I asked you that because um, I always skip the last song, Believe, with uh, with uh, Don, Don Tolliver. Yeah. I just don't like that that's, that song. And I, I feel like it's okay. It's yeah. like, it's okay not because you're not going to like everything, you know, but... I still think it's a solid album, but it's just that last one just not for me for some reason. I think for me, that would be my second one. Yeah. But I think after after you listen to Mama's Purse and then you listen to Trip, I almost have to like, all right, I need to decompress. <laughs> like, because it, it's, it's so like deep. You're like, oh my goodness. You can't just end it like the album with those two records. So I think, uh, I think Believe definitely plays a uh, a very important part. And I, I think, honestly, it's just kind of how it kicks off because it kicks off so weird when you first hear it, mm-hmm. uh, the beat-wise. But I think once listening to it, it, you know, everything's good on it. So I can put that as my second, but, you know, I I would need that record to be there coming off of Mama's Purse and Trips. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about that album, man. Um, I wanted to uh to bring up Mama's Purse. I, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, um, but I'm just like going through just like I like the album, so it's like whatever song that comes up, we can talk about it. But I wanted to bring up Mama's Purse. Um for two reasons. One, like I was the kid that always wanted to know, man, what are they doing to get this stuff? Right? (laughs) Like, how are they affording Jordans? Why can't I afford Jordans? And then the next thing is, like, for him to, like, he said, like, ever since I can't remember, I've been popping my collar. Um, Whose song was that? 3-6? Yeah. Yeah, Ever like since I can remember, I've been popping my. Car. That's actually uh, uh, Crunchy Black's like line, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a line, and then I turned into a song, and then it was, it was out of here. Like he, he just like him going back into his bag, talking about things he remember with his folks, with his family, and he just talking about how where his mom, like, basically his mom and his aunts were, like, popping tags back in the day. And, you know, they stayed fresh to death growing up and stuff like that. Now he's being able to return a favor to his his mom. And then he's saying that's, like, it's not helping her issue. (laughs) Um, I just love the fact that he was able to go back 
and remember the things that they went through. Like everybody remembers their past and, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, but he's able to go back and, and really go through and say, okay, this is what happened, but this is where we are now. We don't have to do that anymore. Um, I just really like that song, man. Like, what's your thoughts on that? that I one? mean, that's a real thing, though. Like, <clears throat> a lot of kids stole, you know, took mom, took money out of their mom's purse or grandma's purse. And, you know, hey, some kids may have took more than others. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. And, you know, everything was, like, super personal because you know, like, yeah, you want to give your mom the world and do this and that later, but then you also got to look at it like, mm -hmm. did, you know, is this, does this help this situation or does this make it worse, you know? And mm -hmm. it's hard when you're the child because, you know, at some point you're trying to pay that stuff back, you know, like I, I did all this when I was younger. I want to pay that back but then also, you know, you're kind of like, dang, but, but for my sake, I should pay it back. But then also the act of giving, period, is a tough one because you become someone's crutch or they get used to it or whatever. And if something was to change, what happens then? Because, you know, when you become the one in the family that has it and then you're giving it, then people get dependent on it. It's like, uh, it kind of makes the situation worse because now they depend on you. And then if you don't give it by chance, it would, then you become the bad guy. Like, like, uh, uh, Yellow Beezy had a, had a song where he was like, it's called Favors. And he was like, man, I, I prayed for this, but man, when somebody gonna ask me how I'm doing? And then, you know, he talks about it. Like, and then when I can't do it, I'm missing them that. Like, yeah. It is rough, man. It is is a rough, it's a sticky thing when you know what I'm saying, you go through that and to even reach back and tell, you know, tell that story about taking the money out of mom's purse or grandma's purse or whoever's purse. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know what I'm saying, you want to pay it back, but you know, it is a rough one, but to be vulnerable to even, you know what I'm saying, put that yeah. on the record where a lot of people won't. Yeah. Cuz hey, it was a lot of people Man, just yeah. the just the stuff that he was talking about in that album, in that track, man. Um, you see a pimp and prostitute with me. I see a happy couple. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, selling ash for that cash. They think it's an honest hustle. Um, you know, just yeah. uh, paying homage to to like things he saw. You know, like I don't think it's a happy couple. No, nah, I'm not gonna see that. But that's where he went with it because he was like, "Them are people." But also, it gives you an insight of like how we look at things psychologically. Mm -hmm. Like, if we go back to now, I'm gonna talk about that part. But I also want to go back. If we talk about local Joker, and where he say, you know, you know, what I'm saying before I knew this, I knew kick though. You know, what I'm saying before I knew relationship, I knew the word hoe. And if you before I heard the word romance, I heard the word hoe. That's what hooked me on that song, bro. Yeah, because that statement right there. Now we fast forward to what he's talking about in that record about you see a pimp and a hoe, but I see a happy couple. 
like you may know them personally and they actually happy. And it 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 sucks because you, you also look at the people over with the negative, you know, the connotation of, you know, saying selling ass money and, and you're like, damn. You know, it, it's man, it, it's it's such a rough thing when you're growing up in the hood, you see so much. And when you live in there, it's crazy because you, you get older and then you figure out oh, all that stuff is like just wrong. Yeah. But when you're growing up in it, you just kind of see what you see and you're like, that's just normal way of life. It's normalized. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was like, uh, right before that, he was like, see them crackheads and them junkies, those are my uncles and aunties. Their habit's bad and it's sad, but I look past it because they love me. Like, it, like, exactly. bro, it's, it's, it's like what you, what you find to be normal or the way of life and you, you know that it's like, okay, that's not right, but it's just it is what it is mm. in that in that statement in that moment and you just have to love them because that's you know that's family you know yeah or they have love for me it's they have an issue yeah but they have love for me and it's just the way of life today um yeah he made he made such bad things right bad environments and, and the environments that you really don't want people to grow up in. And he, he turned it into a beautiful art, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think this album was therapy. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot of therapy. He was able to go through a lot of things and, and just talk about it, man. Yeah. That's pretty so much. Yeah. Some of the stuff I can definitely relate to. And I've, I've actually seen. So if yeah. not only is it vivid, I can, like I have a story to tell, you know. I I got a story that relates to that, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, for you know, saying for this album, I can tell it's like, like you said about trip, man. He said it. He said, man, really, I had to get something off my chest. I feel like this entire album, that's what he was doing. He was like, I gotta talk. I gotta get all this out. It's all bubbled up inside. Mm-hmm. I understand because like in you know, especially in a black community, we don't go see therapists like that, which we should. Yeah. But we don't. Um, so you, you get, you know, this is a form of it to get it out. And I mean, not only that, you're saying it to the world where some people take stuff to their grave. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So nah man, it's I really believe this was like therapy for him to like really get out. I mean, worthless. Like you listen to the song Worthless. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. You know? It's crazy. Like it's it's really some dark stuff on it. It is. <laughs> but you know, him getting all this off his chest. I'm sure this album for one is gonna make him better. Uh it, it for one is gonna get that bolder or whatever off his chest. Cause if you go through it. Not only is he talking about his family, he's talking about folks from his own set, his own hood, how they're like, uh, you didn't changed, or, you know, in, in the first record, uh, Cripston, he was saying that, you know, he couldn't trust his own, you know what I'm saying, he can't trust his own, you know what I'm saying, his own set. And Cause they, uh, how, you know, a some Crip of them had like, killed Nipsey. Yeah. And then he's he's talking about how some of them think he switched up and and uh, how he has pretty much they thinking of he said he got a he had a bad deal he sold his soul for a bad deal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And how and also in another record, I can't remember exactly which one it is, but he talks about how folks think he even sacrificed his brother for the Illuminati. Like he ain't just talking about his family, he's talking about other people in general as well. Mm-hmm. All the stuff he's going through. Cause and, and the crazy thing, I've heard that stuff in just regular life, you know, like folks be just because you get some money or you or you get somewhere that automatically start talking bad about yeah. you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. I just overall, man, I think this album uh, is gonna age really well, just mm-hmm. because of how relatable the album is to a lot of people. Um, you know, also I think it's it's a it was put together well. I think it it takes you through a a journey into the mind of Max O'Cream, man, and man, you can't do nothing but appreciate it. I think the the music behind the lyrics were all were put together wonderfully. I was trying to look up who actually produced uh, some of my favorite ones um, just to see what else did they, you know, what else they hands have been on, man, because I think the, the music was put together well as, you know, as well. It was, how did I explain it? It was almost like uh like when you're watching a, a video, you know, I'm into videography and stuff. Like it's like the video could be a plain video, right? But mm-hmm. then you put some music with it, it changes the whole vibe of the video. Mm-hmm. I think on a lot of tracks that the the production of the of the actual track changed the vibe of the of the song, you know. Like that's I feel like that's how Trips was able to get that message across because of like how the the production of the song was actually put together you know um honestly bro i think this was a perfect album <laughs> like i think it, it it truly was it it mixed well with lyrics versus music um when it was put out it was put out at a perfect time um it's in the perfect month man you know halloween being around the corner it was kind of eerie uh, the album um, and everything like that. And then the way it was put together, I think it was perfect. So, yeah. Um, those are my final thoughts on it, man. What 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 do you got to uh, finish us up here, man? Oh, man, I really ain't got much. I just think it was a, I really like how personal it was, what is with this. And I, I really look forward to seeing what else he does yeah. from here on out. Yeah. And, because once you begin to, once you step into that realm of being that, or, you know, you, you kind of touch on that, then it makes it easier for him to do it again. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm very excited to see what else comes from Maxo Cream. Uh, I want to, I, I really want to see the results of this album and how this album sets him up for the next one. Yeah. But, man, as far as this album, man, this, this is as personal as you can get. And it, it sucks because pain makes makes such great art. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I just hope that whatever he's going through, that he gets through it. And yeah, then, you know, it's rough losing a sibling. Yeah. So, man, our thoughts and prayers for sure go out with him. But thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Oh yeah, and letting us be able to hear. Oh yeah, you know, so hear your pain. Uh, 
Yeah, man, that's my final thoughts on it, man. <laughs> well, there you have it, man, from the Speaker Geekers podcast. Our thoughts on um, Maxo Cream's album, Weight of the World. If you haven't he- heard it, go listen to it. Go check it out. Let us know your thoughts as well. Um, yeah, so thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the YouTube um, as well as uh, subscribing to us on, um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, those those streaming services. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. And you got G at Barry made of wood, man. Uh, <laughs> next week, bro, is our hundredth episode, bro. I'm super yeah. excited for it. Um, probably gonna have to figure out some things to talk about, but I'm super excited because 100 episodes have been put down late. Well, we'll be late. This is 99. Um, so it's exciting, bro. Like we made it to a hundred, <laughs> one hundred, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, man, Steve, you got anything else? I want to leave this. I want to put this out here because after listening to Local Joker so many times, I feel it's a diss record. To whom? I don't know. To anybody that's thinking he, <laughs> I think he like for me it was like it was more so. Hey, uh, I'm more than just a little local joker now. Yeah, but <laughs> if you listen to it, like talk your shit. <laughs> Basically, I mean, go, go and read what he says about this record for one. Yeah, uh, and I just say the last little part of it. He said like he, he, the last little part, but y'all go read the full part on Apple Music, but he said, like, you can you can come to Houston and catch me at a sneaker store, a restaurant. I'm really just, I, re- I really just be outside. Yeah. And reading that and then thinking about the record, how he was like, like, I mean, for sure, it might not be a diss record. Yeah. But it has the potential to be one. I'm, I'm yeah. sure somebody Somebody took it the wrong aim. way. <laughs> somebody <laughs> is in direct aim. He thought about somebody when doing it. But yeah. let me know if y'all think see what I see because yeah. he can he don't you know what I'm saying he can pay for his words now yeah yeah he said that <laughs> not just a local joke right right yeah well with that being said man I'm out peace peace.